What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be talking about the cheapest league winning running back that you guys can draft in your fantasy football leagues. This isn't just going to be a running back who's being drafted as like a back end RB2 or an RB3 that I think can be like a fringe RB1. This is a running back that I think has league winning upside, which means I think you can get them outside the top 12 running backs, but I think they can deliver you a high-end RB1 ceiling. If you can get that high-end RB1, that elite running back in your lineup, but you draft them outside the top 12, that is going to give you a huge advantage over some of your league mates. So the player I'm going to be talking about today is Jameer Gibbs. And if you guys enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know what you think down below. But to start off with Jameer Gibbs, we got to talk about his college career because he is going to be a rookie this season. So he spent his freshman and sophomore seasons at Georgia Tech. Those teams were just pretty rough in general. Um, in 2020, they went three and seven. 2021, they went three and nine. As a freshman in seven games, Jameer Gibbs rushed for 460 yards and then caught 24 passes for 303 receiving yards and then scored seven total touchdowns. Then his sophomore season, played in 12 games, rushed for 746 yards, caught 35 passes for 465 receiving yards, and then scored six total touchdowns. He was the team's leading rusher uh, that sophomore season, and then he was 25 yards away from also being the leading receiver. For Gibbs' junior season, he transferred to the University of Alabama, and he stepped in right away and was the team's lead back, played in 12 games, this would be last season, rushed for 926 yards, caught 44 passes for 444 receiving yards, and then scored 10 total touchdowns. Heading into the 2023 NFL Draft, Gibbs was pretty widely regarded as the clear-cut RB2. You had Bijan Robinson, who was the obvious number one, and then Jameer Gibbs was pretty clearly the RB2 behind him. And leading up to the NFL Draft, Gibbs was kind of viewed as like a long shot to go in round one. I think a lot of people expected Bijan Robinson to go somewhere in round one, and then Jameer Gibbs was probably going to go somewhere on day two. Then a few days out from the draft, it was like a 50-50 shot, according to the betting odds, that he'd go in the first round. Some people thought he would kind of sneak in to the back end of the first round. And then to pretty much everyone's surprise, the Lions ended up selecting him at pick 12. He didn't just barely get into the first round. He was a firm, strong, mid-first round pick in this past year's NFL draft. And to put that into perspective, there hadn't been a running back picked in the top 12 since Saquon Barkley in 2018. Obviously, that's going to be excluding Bijan Robinson, who was picked eighth um, in this same class. The two closest guys were Najee and Josh Jacobs, who were both picked at 24. So this type of draft capital is very significant. And I feel like people haven't really grasped, you know, that this is really, really strong draft capital. Just because Bijan went at the 108 doesn't mean that Jameer Gibbs going at the 112 isn't insanely impressive. So this chart I'm going to show on the screen is going to show every top 15 running back pick since 2012. And I think we also have to keep in mind that it's going to be a lot tougher for running backs to go this early in 2023, right? Like Bijan going to pick eight, Jameer Gibbs at 112. It's much tougher than a few years ago or 10 years ago, just because the position has kind of been devalued as of late. But so looking at this chart, we obviously have Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. We obviously don't know their rookie point per game, their point per game rank, because they have not stepped on an NFL field yet. Then we go to Saquon Barkley, who was the second pick in 2018. His rookie season averaged 24.1 points per game. That was tied for a second at the running back position in points per game. 
Then we had Leonard Fournette in 2017, pick four. He averaged 17.7 points per game his rookie season. That was seventh. Christian McCaffrey, pick eight in that same 2017 draft, 14.3 points per game, tied for 12th. Ezekiel Elliott, pick four in 2016, 21.7 points per game, third in points per game. Um, And then we had Todd Gurley, pick 10 in 2015, averaged 16 points per game. That was fifth. Then we kind of have the one bust here, which is going to be Melvin Gordon, at least year one bust. He was picked 15th in 2015. He only averaged 7.7 PPR points per game, which was 49th at the running back position. And then wrapping up this uh, chart with Trent Richardson, who was picked third in 2012, averaged 17 points per game as a rookie, which was fifth. So of these seven top 15 running back picks, six of them were top 12 running backs in their rookie season in terms of point per game. I also think in general, rookie running backs have proven to be a decent bet in fantasy over the past few seasons. These are going to be guys um, before Saquon's class, so 2019 to 2022, that were picked like in the early second round um, or earlier in drafts and just looking at where they finished. So these are guys that didn't even really come close to uh, Jameer Gibbs draft capital, but were still decent rookie options. So we had Brees Hall last season was pick 36, averaged 16.4 points per game in seven games. That was the RB8. Also keep in mind that he got hurt when he was breaking out. So I think he actually probably would have smashed that point per game number over an entire season, but still solid. Kenneth Walker, pick 41, 13.5 points per game, RB17. Then we had Najee Harris, pick 24, averaged 17.7 points per game. That was the RB8. Uh, We had ETN, who was pick 25 that same season, but missed the entire year, so don't have any info on him. Uh, Javante Williams, pick 35 in 2021, uh, averaged 12.1, was the RB26. CEH, first rounder in 2020. 13.5 RB21. Then we had DeAndre Swift in that same class, averaged 14.6, was the RB16. Jonathan Taylor, pick 41 in 2020, 16.9, that was the RB9. And then Josh Jacobs in 2019, pick 24, averaged 14.7 PPR points per game, which was the RB15. So not saying that all these guys were massive hits, right? We had three running back ones here with Brees Hall, Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor, but also keep in mind that a lot of these guys were picked, you know, second round compared to Jameer Gibbs, who went at the 112. And also a lot of these guys did kind of peak towards the end of the season, like Kenneth Walker didn't have a crazy uh, overall finish, but he was definitely peaking towards the end of the season. Same thing for Jonathan Taylor, who finished as the RB9, but was like pretty much a league winner over the last like six games of that uh, 2020 season. So now shifting away from looking at these former prospects, now look at the landing spot for Jameer Gibbs, because I think Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions is a big reason that people aren't just like, you know, jumping on the bandwagon here. I think obviously it would be more appealing if he was stepping into just like a wide open backfield with zero competition, but I really don't think his ceiling is capped here with the Lions. We know they signed David Montgomery in the offseason to a three-year, $18 million contract, and I do expect David Montgomery to be involved, but I don't think that means Jameer Gibbs can't thrive next to him in that backfield. At five foot nine and around 200 pounds, Jameer Gibbs was never going to be a guy who was handling a three-down workhorse role, and I think he was always kind of a long shot for goal line carries, so even if he did go to kind of a wide-open backfield, I still don't think he was going to be a guy who's carrying it. 18, 19, 20 times per game. I think David Montgomery is definitely not going to be competing with Jameer Gibbs as a pass catcher. 
it's not even close between those two. Jameer Gibbs is an elite pass catcher. David Montgomery is someone who's serviceable, but I do not think he's going to be eating into Jameer Gibbs' work as a pass catcher. I also think people think there's going to be this like extreme disparity between their work on the ground, and I just don't know if that's actually the case. Like Montgomery is not some sort of elite pure runner. Last season, he was seventh worst in rushing yards over expected per attempt. And he also doesn't get the excuse of like, oh, that number is skewed because of the Bears, you know, their O-line. Khalil Herbert, his backup, led the NFL in the same metric, rushing yards over expected per attempt. Montgomery has actually only been in the positives for rushing yards over expected once in his four NFL seasons. And even though Jameer Gibbs isn't going to be this huge back, he is still very capable on the ground. And I also have to believe the Lions see that also, because I don't think you're going to spend the 12th overall pick on a guy that you just think is a receiving down back. Like no one is spending mid first round capital on a third down running back. It would just be a terrible use of your draft picks. Think if you're picking someone at number 12, um, you're also probably not just throwing them into a 50-50 committee. I just have to believe the Lions are going to have him more involved than I think a lot of people are expecting. I also think we have an interesting spot here where we can kind of look back to a player last season, which was DeAndre Swift, who was actually pretty decent for fantasy. I think he definitely underperformed compared to what people expected out of him. Like people thought he was going to be a mid-tier RB1. He ends up finishing as the RB16 in PPR points per game, but he did that while only having a 37% opportunity share. Swift only averaged seven carries per game to go along with five targets per game. The Lions clearly did not love using Swift. They weren't super invested with him. They go out, they draft his replacement with Jameer Gibbs, and then they trade him away. I feel like uh, DeAndre Swift's overall workload in 2022 has got to be pretty close to Jameer Gibbs' floor. Like, I don't think they're going to bring in a replacement and then underutilize him compared to how they use DeAndre Swift. I also think Jameer Gibbs' carries are probably going to go up from Swift's last year. Last year, we saw Jamal Williams average 15.4 carries per game to DeAndre Swift seven. I think the gap is going to be bridged between those two numbers. I think we could see like maybe 12 to 10 in favor of Montgomery, maybe even like an 11 to 11 split. I just think a workload of like 10 to 12 carries, five to seven targets per game is pretty reasonable and not even like a ceiling projection for Jameer Gibbs. And I don't think that's going to be matching a lot of the running backs going around him, right? Like when you can look at Najee and you look at his rookie workload and you can try to make the argument for, oh, he's going to have this huge workload, guys going ahead of him. You can make like a workhorse argument for Ramondre Stevenson, these other running back ones. Jameer Gibbs isn't going to have a workload that can compete with those guys, but I think his receiving upside is what definitely can carry him to an RB1 season. We've seen other guys in a similar role thrive and have high-end RB1 production. As a rookie, Alvin Kamara averaged 19.6 points per game. He carried the ball seven times a game and averaged 6.3 targets. That is a very, very reasonable workload. And obviously, you know, he hit in the touchdown department that season, but he led all running backs in receiving that year. I think that is very possible for Jameer Gibbs. In 2018, we saw James White average 17.3 points per game with actually under six carries per game. Then the next season, Eckler in 2019 
averaged 19.3 points per game with only 8.3 carries a game. So those are just some examples of other running backs flashing a ceiling at the position while probably operating as like Jameer Gibbs floor workload. So even if I'm not right and he doesn't have like a 10, 11, 12 carry per game workload and he's more like an eight carry guy, um, you know, six targets per game, which I think is kind of his floor, he can still give you that upside. Now you actually, you know, give him potentially a 15 opportunity workload per game. I do think he has some legit upside at the position. You look at this Lions offense, they took a huge step forward last year. I think they're going to be a good unit this year here in 2023. And now let's look at where Jameer Gibbs is currently being drafted. So I compiled uh, kind of a consensus ADP or just showing you where he's going on different platforms. So underdog, ESPN, Sleeper, Yahoo, underdog, he's going right at that 3-4 turn being drafted as the running back 12. ESPN, he's going kind of like mid round four as the RB 16. Sleeper, he's going uh, late third round as the RB 15. Yahoo, he's going kind of mid late fourth round as the RB 19. I'm willing to draft Jameer Gibbs early to mid third round. That's where I view him. He's my 29th ranked player. And I think I'm actually more likely to move him up. I'm just very confident that when we look back at the end of the season, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a league winner. I think people are underestimating the workload he can actually receive this season. And I think they're also underestimating what he can do in a limited workload. You don't need a running back to have 16, 17 carries per game to deliver high-end fantasy production when they are as strong of a pass catcher as Jameer Gibbs is. So at the 3-4 turn, which is pretty much where you're able to get him at like, you know, the earliest on these platforms, he's going to be a smash pick for me all day long. I love the value. I think when we look back at it, he will be a guy who's carrying you to fantasy championships. You're going to be able to draft a running back two on your roster that I think can deliver high-end RB1 upside. So that is going to be my cheapest league winner. Um, It's going to be Jameer Gibbs. He's one of my guys this season, one of the players I'm going to be super invested in in my fantasy leagues. How are we feeling about Jameer Gibbs? Are you more in on him after watching this video? Let me know down below. I'm also going to have a similar type of video for a uh, league winning wide receiver. So stay tuned for that. That's probably coming out in a day or two. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.